Podcasters, it's On the Shelf, the podcast that celebrates all of the young adult novels that we love on our shelves. Presented by the Teen Advisory Board of NC Raleigh's Quail Ridge Books, the home for all of your literary needs. Hey everyone, it's On the Shelf. We're back with another episode. We've got such a great group. Um, so we're just going to go around, introduce ourselves real quick to start us off. First, I'm Elise. I'm Hanora. I'm Caroline. I'm Katie. I'm Drew. I'm Taylor. And I'm Granville. Yes. Yay. We've got such a great group and I'm so excited. Today we are going to be talking about reading slumps, how we get in them, and how we get out of them. Because that, as a reader, we're all avid readers here in the Teen Advisory Board group, um, and that is one of the pitfalls of reading. When you're reading so much that books just lose meaning and you just can't even can't even find one you like. So I wanted to start us off with asking the beginning of stages. You're in a bookstore, bookstore hopefully it's Quail Ridge Books, and you are looking at books and you're trying to find one. And what is initially drawing you to that book? What makes you say, okay, I'm bringing this, this baby home? Okay, so for me personally, the genres that I'm really attracted to would one be like, uh, one is classic literature because like I just kind of trust it, if you know what I mean, because I'm like, okay, people have loved this book for a long time, so it's probably pretty good. And then also, um, I really like thriller, so pretty much any thriller type mystery I can get into because I love pretty much all of them. Yes. Yeah, I usually read like from the fantasy section. I don't usually ever go to nonfiction because I feel like that's very boring. I don't know. I, I feel you. I agree. And I know like they say don't judge books by their cover, but if like uh, that's what I do because I don't even pull them out unless their cover is like intriguing or the title. And then I would look at their back to see like do I like this or what it's about. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. I'm drawn to the books by their cover first, and then I'm like, oh, this actually looks really interesting. Sometimes it might be a real simple cover, sometimes it might be really cool, but either way, I ended up getting drawn to it. Yeah, we, I'm we just like, it says if we have a yeah. connection. Exactly, right. Like, I just look for the prettiest cover art or like a title that sounds cool. Like, everyone's like, judge a book by its cover, but I'm like, I mean, that one looks pretty. It's hard so. not to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think technically the don't judge a book by its cover is meant for um, negative feedback. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard to find a book if you're not gonna judge it by its cover because there's so many. Like you have to have some way to just like randomly pick because there's yeah. so many of them. Exactly. And it's always that spine that it's like, I always go for the most colorful, like if it's got colorful and like just a good font and it's like, it's always like an orange or blue book. I don't know. I always picture like, and it's just like, that's the book that I'm going to get. And it's so weird how that's how it, cause you could be missing so many books, but I mean, how else are you going to know? So. Yeah. I usually like the ones that like look rustic or almost like ancient. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so first step, we found our books. We've judged them by their cover, but that's not such a bad thing. Um, so we're good. Um, what keeps you reading? You're opening that book up. You 
got it, you're at home. What keeps you reading the book? What usually draws you into a book? Well, when I personally, this kind of goes to the last one, I usually go into a bookstore knowing exactly what I'm going to get. Like I'll know what section it is. So I kind of prepare myself to know what I'm getting into. And part of it is like, if I know what I'm getting into, I kind of have an idea of what will happen. I'll be like, oh, well, if I keep reading it, then I'll get to such and such plot point or whatever. That doesn't really make sense. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, I just kind of think about it and I'm like, oh, well, if it intrigues me before, I want to keep seeing if it will intrigue me later on. Yes, that makes sense. Because you just do you just buy books and do you just kind of get the books that you've already read so is that what you're kind of saying um kind of so I'll go in going for one thing but most of the time I'll end up getting distracted and grab like a bunch of other things too so I don't really stay on track for that long but um yeah it's kind of what you guys were saying earlier if it looks pretty I will look into it um but yeah, like once I more research into the plot and stuff, I stay with more just because I'm more excited about reading them, like going into them. Yeah, and I agree. And I feel like it also helps to like get a book by an author you've read. So I was reading Celeste Ng, Little Fires Everywhere. I said that last episode um, and I'll say it again. It's so good. But I was like, I think I got her other book because I've already read and already loved her first, I don't know if it was her first, but her other Little Fires Everywhere book. So it also helps to like with genre um, also go with like some author you've already read before, which is nice. I think like the first three or four pages are most important because like this is probably just me, but I don't really like the ones where they like show like I survived, but where they show like the ending first and then flashback because me that just like spoils spoils it but like that's not always the case also I think it's really helpful if it's a more popular book like I'm reading Lord of the Rings right now mm -hmm. and the first like chapter or so was pretty boring and like hard to understand but like I knew that it was a good series so I kept on and now it's getting like a lot better yeah yeah I'm oh, sorry you can go ahead Katie Okay, I was just going to say also with like the series, like if it's part of a series that helps with reading slumps, because then you finish the first one and then you like have to go on to the next one. Like that's what I did in sixth grade. I read um, that series, The School for Good and Evil. And I had had like this long reading slump where I hadn't read anything. Then I read the first book to that. And then I just kept reading because, you know, like you want to see what happens. Like, so definitely having a series is definitely something to look for like if you're in a reading slump yeah yeah that's a good tip because then just you're don't like, disappoint yourself when you realize that the sequel or the rest of the series is going to continue a few years later oh no are you talking about a specific series that hurt you Talk about every series yes. <laughs> i feel it's bad. happened to me so many times i've read a book i'm like i need more I need more yeah. and eventually I get more but it's going to be years later yeah what was worse and it says like I book read, two I read coming <laughs> yeah. like, no. what's like, worst is reading arcs 
because you know they ha technically haven't been released yet yeah and then you read them and like i need more of this but you're like also like oh no this hasn't been released it's going to be a long time before i get more of this yeah yes that just happened to me um i got an arc from quill ridge and i was like oh this is such a good book and it said that at the very end it was like we'll be continued in book two and i was like this hasn't come out yet though yeah yeah that's what happened that's <laughs> what happened book to me two coming out yeah yeah i think like even if a series comes out like a date year later like by that time i've forgotten like most of the stuff like the small details so i'll have to reread the whole series which like Ooh. it helps me get out of reading slumps but it's pretty boring because you already know what happens mm -hmm. yeah oh my word yeah that's crazy it's quite difficult yeah and I feel like they always have those little like end bits in like the last few pages where they're like, you kind of get sucked in, you'll read the first chapter of the new book and then you don't have any more. So you're like, just put two books in one. I need them all together. Um, Alrighty, yeah. so for those listening, a quick rundown. We get the books, we judge them by their covers and see what looks interesting, see what draws our attention, go with our gut. And then we get them and then we're just, we keep reading because it's a series. We keep reading because it's just a good book and we can tell. And I think there's just kind of an instinct as readers. Um, the more books you read, the more I feel like you kind of understand like your taste and what you're going to like and what you're not going to like. Um, okay, so... Another question I wanted to ask with that is, do you always finish the books that you start? And I feel like I've maybe asked this before on the podcast, but I wanted to ask it again because it goes with this topic. So do you guys feel like you have to finish books or are you okay with stopping them if you don't like them? I don't feel like I have to finish it. I usually do though. I say like about 85% of the books I start, I finish. But if it's really boring or like I have too much on my plate and like I just put it down to rest and I forget about it I'll like not read it but usually I'll come back to them and read them like a couple of months later oh that's nice. um I to read oh sorry um, you're good you can go okay, okay. Um, I try to finish all of the books that I start but like every once in a while I'll pick up one where I'm just like there's literally no point to this book and it's like <laughs> if I can kind of tell that it's not going to go anywhere I'm not going to waste my time on it but most of the time. Yeah, I same try. here. Yeah. Um, I'll get into reading slumps sometimes in the middle of books. I'll be reading something, especially with sequels to things. Um, like I'll read the first one. I'll really love it. And then I'll start the second one or like the third one or something. And I'll get maybe halfway through and I just like can't read it anymore. So I'll stop reading it for like possibly months at a time and then I'll eventually go back to it and finish it and then I'll finish it in a day and I'll be like why did I stop reading this but yeah it happens a lot and I wish it didn't but you know I think that's like a problem with like school assigned books because especially if they're like interesting books because I'll be in the middle of reading one book and then they assign a book to read and like I read the first chapter then I get engrossed in that and I don't ever come back to the one I was originally reading. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, school sign books, half the time they are not something you get interested in. They pull you away from the ones that you really are interested in. And so what do you do in that situation? Yeah. I feel like it's kind of two different worlds. Like 
most of the books that I read in English class, I really like, but I kind of look at them in a different way and I read them to analyze them. So it's like a completely different experience. But then like the other books I read, I read just for fun. So I kind of can't compare the two. I don't know why. Yeah. And I think that's exactly why people who don't read like for pleasure outside of school should start or should at least try it. Because like you were saying, Taylor, it is like two different worlds. Like reading for school has such a different vibe and like it's more analytical and you're just kind of like reading it to understand it versus, you know, reading outside of school. You're just like reading it and you don't feel like a pressure to like remember what happens or kind of see too much significance in it, but you could still get that. So for those listening, if you are just reading in school, make sure you try some good books outside school because it is, it is still such a fun thing to do. Yeah. Like I'll talk to either like people I go to school with or friends or something that don't like reading and they're like how can you do it it's so boring it's like you just haven't found something you enjoy because all you've read you've been forced to by your teachers or whatever you haven't like found what you like yet which is really important Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's all about getting that taste and like getting getting your own opinions about books and like choosing what you want to read because with school you're just like everyone's reading the same thing and it's not like oh do you like this and that's another thing with not finishing them I guess I always feel like if it's a classic I know Taylor mentioned classics I think um if it's like a classic kind of book then I'm more likely to finish it because I feel almost like pressure to finish it because I'm like well I feel like I should know this book and should read it but if it's more just like YA which is terrible but I'm more less likely to read it um because I feel I don't know I guess I feel like well not that many people knows that know this book know this book it's not like I need to like have it under my yeah. belt like the popular books like if I don't read this, I'm gonna like miss out on like tons of people like it. So I should probably like it. And there'll be like lost conversations and people talk about like, and I won't know what they're talking about, but like the small authors or like less known books, like I won't really miss out on anything except for the actual book if I don't read it. Yeah, yeah. Which I also think is interesting because like um what am I saying I also think it's interesting because does that devalue the YA books and maybe we should try because maybe those are the next classics I don't know that may be a discussion for another episode but to move on our next question um is how often do you get into reading slump so we're reading these books and you know, maybe you don't finish it and what kind of makes you get into a reading slump or is it just, does it just happen? For me, I'd say it's usually like when all my work starts piling on and like, I don't have too much time to read. For me, it usually happens around like late January, early February because mm. we're coming back from like a break and I have like five different books I'm reading and then the work starts getting like more and more and I have just so much to do and I can't make time to read all of them, and I just forget about them, and won't come back to them for like a month. 
Yeah, I definitely feel like it happens sort of towards the end of the year when, like, the work is piling on. And I feel like a lot of the times, so it'll either happen because either I've had, like, this whole long summer break and I've read a ton, and then by the end I'm just kind of, like, burnt out, or I haven't had any time to read, and it's like I want to, but I just can't really make time. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's due to technology, computers, phones, all of that. I used to be one of the biggest readers you would ever meet, but then I started using my phone more, watching more movies, playing games more often, and it started to take away time from reading, and so it got difficult, and so now I can't read as much, and I would want to, but it gets difficult. Like, I'm currently actually in a reading slump. Yeah. I know, how do we, there's so much entertainment now, like you said, with like the internet and with, you know, like YouTube and TikTok and all that, it's hard to balance reading because it's so easy to just like scroll on Instagram mindlessly for so long that it is difficult, yeah, to balance that. Um, and that does get, yeah, in a reading slump, I agree. I also think it's like if you're reading a big book, like my friend always reads like 800 to 1,000 pages book, and he's like reading a 1,000 page book right now. I'm like, how do you like not get bored of it halfway through? That's, that's a good question. Yeah, it always happens for me if I'm like not liking a book and then I just leave it and I feel like I should come back to it. And then it's just like, I'm stuck with this book that I'm like torn between finishing it or not finishing it. And then I end up just not really reading anything. Um, just a whole, a whole oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. Um, the thing that I try to remember with books like that, like I read the entire trilogy of the Lord of the Rings. Like I got the one that was like in the big book. It was, That's like, yeah. And what I tried to remember as I was reading it at times when I kind of wanted to give up was that there'd be like, I knew that in like a year I would have, like, I would want to come back to it, but then I didn't want to deal with the like annoyance of having to start from the beginning and read again because it's so long so that's kind of what I try to tell myself which is like you know that like one you'll get through it and two like it's gonna be so much worse if you have to like start over from the very beginning so and like that worked for me because then like when there would be little patches that was like hard to get through yes I that is difficult I still can't read the Lord of the Rings and I just have the first book fellowship it's just it's difficult i'm and you you read them all as one book yeah it took me like a year and a half i'm not gonna lie because like i read other things as well i just kind of kept it on the side and just like kept doing it and like i had to write down the names of the characters and stuff to, to remember them but well, that's a good yeah. idea yeah i do that with books that have a lot of really hard names sometimes yeah I know, you got to keep it straight in mind. Also, like, sometimes what happens to me, like, I always in the morning, like, write a to-do list, and that's what I base, like, my day off of, and I never, because I do it, like, by times, I never really write any time to read, because it's kind of hard to, like, plan that, so I think I have free time, and I don't think to, like, read, unless it's, like, for school or something, so I just totally forget about that. Yeah. I try to read in the morning just to like knock out like 20 minutes of reading or something 
but I'll typically get into slumps if I have no idea what to read next. Like, I currently have mm. no idea what to read. I'm like, I have all these books behind me, and, like, none of them are speaking to me. And so that's when I'll typically, like, fall into some sort of slump. Yeah. So with those slumps, what is the first thing that you do when you realize you're in a slump and how do you get out of a slump? Um, or do you? Do you just kind of wait for it to pass? Does it ever pass? No, it will not pass in my opinion at least. I think you have to do something to get out of your slump. And so for me, I have I've actually done something really funny. I have challenged a friend to reread Harry Potter, both of us. And whoever reads, whoever read read the most by December 31st, so this summer uh, has already ended, uh, gets something from the other. Either gas money, something like that, anything. And so we, I challenged her. She's read it like 10 times. I've re only read them once, but it's actually a good way to get out of your reading slump because you're like just challenge people you will want to get out of it because you're like oh yes I can actually get something I get a reward yes that's such a good idea like buddy yeah. reading yeah buddy reading that's fun I love that I think it's good to come back to something familiar sometimes like when you mentioned yeah. daughter, I think sometimes when it's hard to find another book that you want to read to come back to something that you've loved for a long time helps yeah Rereads are always good because I'm always, I never really realized, hey, I'm in a reading slump. I just like, I'm like, well, I'm not really reading. And so I just kind of wait until I'm in the mood to read. But that is also a good approach, getting active and just like pushing yourself out of it and saying, no, I'm going to read today and doing a challenge. That's like fun. I like that. I think like for me at least, it, it's really easy for me to get in a slump, but to get out of it. I kind of need like another person to remind me like, oh, you can read like, usually it's my teacher. Like he always gives me suggestions cause he knows I like reading. Like, oh, if he gives me a suggestion, he'll remind me, oh, I should read that. And then I usually will read it. And that gets me back into reading. Yeah, just getting inspired again too. It's also nice to like look around a bookstore or like just see what other people are reading. Cause then you're like, oh, there are so many good books to read. And it's, it makes it more fun instead of like feeling like obligated. Like I have to read, it's more just like, no, it's, it's still a fun activity. Um, so that's fun to do. Alrighty. Just take your time, get back into reading at your own pace, basically. That's my recommendation for you. Or just challenge someone, that also works. Yes, yeah, so do we wanna go around and give our last parting advice? Um, to finish off this episode to those who are in reading slumps right now. I guess I'll give you guys a second to think about that and I will say mine. I would just say kind of what Granville said, take your time and yeah, just remember that reading is for fun um, and that there is a difference between reading for school where you feel obligated um, and reading just for pleasure and just keep it light, keep it fun. Um, and just remind yourself that there are so many good books and just because you're not reading them right now, you will find them. Yeah, like if 
you're trying to read something and it feels like a chore and if you're reading it for pleasure like you don't have to keep reading it if you don't want to um like you can find something else and then maybe you'll want to come back to it and you'll absolutely love it like reading doesn't have to be a chore don't make it a chore read what you like to yeah, yeah. like Sorry, Drew, you can go. Yeah, you can go. Um, like, it might seem boring to read now, but if you are an average reader and like reading, it, the long term, you will get back into it and you'll find that fun again and you'll like it. Yeah, I think you just have to find, like, just one really good book that you love, like, if that's one you've read before or one that, I don't know, maybe a friend recommended to you, but you have to read, like, one book just to get started and then I feel like that'll push you out of the slump. Try reading something short to start off with like just a hundred page book or something something that you can do quickly just to like get back into the reading state I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like you have to like remember not to judge yourself because like I mean, like everyone's been saying, like, it's for pleasure. So, like, if you don't feel like reading, it's not, like, the end of the world. So, like, judging yourself for not feeling like reading isn't going to help. It's, cer it's certainly not going to make you want to do it more. So, you have to just, like, keep perspective. I mean, like, I am an avid rereader. And sure, you're going to happen. But, like, I enjoy it. And also, try something, like, short and sweet and like an easy read like a rick riordan book that's like simpler oh yes if if all else fails go to bed just go back to rick riordan yes and on that note thank you guys so much for listening and we hope that you guys can get out of your reading slots um and just stay cool and enjoy your reading um so we will see you next week on on the shelf bye Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> For more Teen Advisory Board on the shelf or anything and everything books, visit us at our Instagram and Twitter at QRBTeen. And for more books to add to your shelves, stop by Quail Ridge Books in Raleigh or check out www.quailridgebooks.com.